Hi everybody, welcome to a new Two Drunk Fans. Gab and I are broadcasting at you from Vancouver. We're together in the same room, and it's not weird at all, because we're not in Steph's bedroom. <laughs> Technically, we are in my bedroom. <laughs> it's the room that I have chosen to sleep in. I asked I asked if she wanted to record in my bedroom, which is bigger and is also gonna be the like clubhouse room. Yeah, but it's in the basement. It is in the basement. You live in the basement. I do. I live like a troll. I live in the basement like a troll. Yeah. So Gab, is anything going on right now that we should talk about? We're just on vacation together. You and me, we decided oh, yeah. to vacation together. because um, that Kickstarter was just so awesome that we were like, fuck it, dude. Who needs scarves? Yeah. Let's just go to Canada. So when we had enough money for two international airfare tickets, <laughs> we decided to go to Edmonton <laughs> instead of anywhere else. Yes. Yes, we did. Because we make good life decisions. Yeah. Was there anything going on in Edmonton while we were there? Um, so I went to Edmonton to watch a soccer match. It was Canada versus China in the opening match of the Women's World Cup. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's not quite as big as NWSL. I I've never I don't know why you would do that. I like to game. burn money. Money that I've saved for two and a half years. I like to burn it. You and this time you burned Canadian money. I did. It's colorful Monopoly money with plastic inserted in the middle. Oh, yeah. It's all plasticky, so it just melted. <laughs> it did. It did. It, I, I inhaled a lot of carcinogens. Carcinogens. Well, if you've got health insurance up here, they'll take care of that. Right? <laughs> Canada. Go Canada. Yeah, Gab and I were at the opening <laughs> ceremony of the Women's World Cup. This isn't at all awkward to do in person. <laughs> we spend 51 weeks a year doing this over the internet, and then the one week a year we're in person, which this time happens to be a month. Yeah. Uh, it gets extremely awkward because well, we talk over each more. other. How? What are you drinking? <laughs> I love that it took you three minutes to get to the question. Less than that. Editing. <laughs> um, I am drinking Canadian whiskey and Canadian Coca-Cola. What's what makes Canadian Coke different from American Coke? Uh, it's not participating in that ad campaign where names are on it. Instead, it has a Women's World Cup logo on oh, the bottle. Yeah, we have... and it's and it's being served in milliliters as opposed to ounces. Metric. So you go into the store and there are like four different options for like the size of Coca Cola that the like bottle that you want, and I went with the second to smallest. Thanks for letting us know that detail, Gab. <laughs> Shopping is weird in Canada. We went to the grocery store today and it was hard to like figure out what to actually buy and what you were getting the best deal on because yeah, we kept having to convert everything in our heads. Yeah, you had to convert shit and not everything is like being measured in the same thing and it's it's weird. We're surviving though. Yeah. We are survivors. I had a uh, Pims and lemonade. I'm trying to take it easy because yesterday I went pretty hard. I you went did. so hard. You did. And at the end of the day, I barfed. You had a hangover at 10 p.m. That's how hard you the went. The older I get, the faster the hangover hits me. The moment I stop drinking, the clock starts ticking. So what does that say? Don't drink as much. Don't stop. No, I think my solution was the correct one. <laughs> Don't. That's how we know you haven't been drinking enough. Mm. So Canada, eh? So Canada, eh? That game... I feel like it was a lot more exciting for you and me, obviously, because we were there in person and we chose to sit with the Voyageurs in the Canada supporter section because they're not playing the United States. It's the opening game of the World Cup in Canada. If you want to get the best atmosphere, 
Go where the Canada supporters are. Go where the action is. Yeah. Um, it, it it should be noted we were the only two that received uh, tickets in uh, the United States. As far as I'm aware. As far as we're aware. And so we were there. We wore our red and white. You know, certain things I didn't participate in. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a good atmosphere. They were loud and rowdy the entire match. Uh, at one point, an usher, uh, like 10 minutes in, told the section to sit down, um, and they were having none of it. It didn't warm my heart, but it kind of did because nobody ever had to sit down. Um, they never came back. They never followed up on the, like, next time I come back, I'm bringing security. No, the voyageurs were like, but we're the voyageurs. Right. This is the World Cup. Are you new? Yeah, and we're going to wave was. our flags and we're going to drum clearly our drums. Was. Nobody informed him that at a soccer game, the supporters section, especially for the World Cup. The home team. The home team. Nobody's going to be sitting down. So it was a lot of fun. It, it was action-packed. It was hot as hell. I was I was sweating my Budweiser yeah, faster than I can drink it. Don't let the it. weather reports fool you. We were sitting in direct sunlight. We weren't even running on the turf. No, no. We were standing still. But but the good thing, saving grace, refreshments are not that expensive. It was almost about what you'd pay for a pint at a bar. Yeah, yeah. Just a uh, regular pint, five uh, or six bucks American. A bottle of water was three dollars, uh, Canadian dollars, which is two dollars or two fifty in American dollars. Entirely reasonable. I'm so confused. Yeah, it was. It they're not gouging. Um, you buy a program. And I'm expecting, like, I was just at Cirque de Soleil a few weeks ago, and the program there was, like, $32 for Cirque de Soleil. The program for the Women's World Cup, 12 Canadian dollars. Do you want to pronounce Cirque de Soleil again? Cirque de Soleil. Cirque, Cirque. Cirque du Soleil. Cirque de Soleil. Du. 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 Dude. But yeah, prices aren't ridiculous. Uh, the atmosphere was great. They got the wave going a few times. It was a pretty good wave. It, I don't know if you guys saw it on the TV machine. So my only negative feedback from being there live was the Jumbotron didn't show replays as consistently as one would like. But I don't know if that's like a rule because I know in MLS, if there's a foul or something like that, or a missed call, they're not allowed to actually show the replay because they don't want to influence the ref if he happens to see it or, like, the linesman happens to see it. Um, so I don't know how much of that was because of a rule or how much of it was just, you know, first day, they just don't have the synchronization down. But there were a few things like the Chinese free kick that went off the woodwork, the woodwork twice. From our vantage point, I thought that that hit the back of the net and bounced directly out. And I was super confused for about 10 seconds as to why they kept playing. That is a drawback of sitting with a supporters group, is you don't really see the action very clearly because you're not there to sit and watch. You're there to cheer and be supportive for the team. It's not about you, it's about them. Exactly. It's about lifting them up. And, and I really appreciated some of the feedback the players gave after the match about how uh, energetic and engaged the Canadian crowd was because they were. Um, it was really nice to be there, be there in person, hear chants starting outside of the sports group section yeah, and the sports group picking it up and being like, okay, we can drum to that. Attendance was, what, 53,058? And mm -hmm. it was the largest attendance for a sporting event any sport in Canadian history. 
It's fucking huge. That's fantastic, and it's a huge boost for the tournament to have numbers like that. Now, obviously, that's not going to continue for every group game. For example, we stayed behind to watch Netherlands, New Zealand, and I'd say at least a third of the stadium left. Yeah, but majority of the stadium was still red. Yeah, um, and there were big pockets of Netherlands. There were a lot of orange a lot of orange. We were sitting right by the New Zealand crowd. Yeah. We, we moved over uh, illegally um, closer to the midfield for the second don't match. Don't, don't tell anybody, but we, I spilled a Coca-Cola on a dude as I was like crossing illegally the border between the supporters group and the like really expensive seats and just poured Coke down his back. It was awkward. You know, it could have been a more exciting game just to be, to set the tone for the rest of the tournament, but then again... It's the opening game of the World Cup on home soil in front of 53,000 people. There were definitely some nerves at play. I, I thought the first half was a lot stronger than the second. The second, I couldn't tell if they were either getting beat down by the sun and the heat of the pitch or if just the adrenaline had worn off. But the first half, I thought, was just high energy. But I agree. The the second match, I was actually more entertained by, maybe because I was sitting there watching football as opposed to standing and singing and trying to be a supporter. It, it was just two different experiences. I would highly recommend doing both at some point. They're, one's not necessarily better than the other. It just depends on what you're looking for from your game day experience. And sitting in that supporters group, you're not going to get anything like that for at least a good 8 to 12 years. Well... If you have the opportunity to sit with the home supporters group, do it. Especially in a big tourney. Unless they're playing the United States or your home country. Yeah. Don't do it then. But, um, and also I learned, I learned a faux pas. You helped me be educated about faux pas. So it's okay for Canadians to count down the seconds of the keeper who's playing against them. But it's not okay to count down Aaron McLeod's seconds. No, that's. I think that's some kind of national trauma for them. I was told it was too soon. <laughs> um, but I wasn't counting out loud, to my credit. I wasn't counting out loud. And I feel like I was actually counting true seconds. The Canadians do go fast. They go fast. Wait, but they're Canadian seconds, not American I know, seconds. I know, so I know, I know. The conversion, the conversion yeah, yeah, factor. Yeah. But my perspective was tit for tat. If you're going to do it for China, you got to also do it for your own keeper. And I'll do it for Hope Solo. I'll do it for Hope Solo. I'll count down Hope Solo's seconds. She gets up there to 9 and 10 every once in a while. So what did you think about the game itself? Who do you, who was your player of the match? I really like Schmidt. I, I think uh, whoever picks the player of the match did a really good job with that one. Schmidt was kind of controlling it. You know who wasn't my player of the match? Melissa Tancredi. Melissa Tancredi. Yeah. She was very frustrating to watch. She never really came back from that break, I don't think, earning her chiropractic degree. I don't know if she just needed more time or if she hit that break and then she just, that's naturally the point where her body was starting to drop off anyway and now she can't come back to where she was before. Well, part of me doesn't think it's physical. Part of me thinks it's mental and she just hasn't hit that like fourth gear where she's just like out for blood. That could be it, too. Yeah, you could see it hesitating to make a run or just not going for a ball. But she she did have that one near near goal where she actually pressured the keeper mm -hmm. and almost got that, like, Sid LaRue 
sort of thing yeah. where you know you get that deflection and suddenly you can turn it around and score sink had a few chances be it before the pk um and it was one of those things where it was just like guys just put one in yeah like you've got fifty three thousand people here cheering for you yeah you've got a whole nation watching you if you put one in you'll be legends you're just a one. legend just one all it takes is one right yeah all it takes is one and then suddenly, you know, Leon gets put in headlock. Clotheslined. Clotheslined. Backwards headlock thing. I think I told you after the match, if Tank were still in, that PK is never not happening. No. Because Tank's fighting back and not taking it. Probably going to do the clotheslining. Yeah, Tank is doing the clotheslining as opposed to being close. When was the last time Melissa Tank Rady got clotheslined? Probably like junior high. Maybe. Grade eight. Maybe. By a boy. By a boy who was several years older than her. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's it's it was a good sub by John. Um, probably should have happened about 20 minutes earlier. Mm -hmm. But it was a good sub because it earned the PK. So so we're doing a thing where we have a GoPro. And Thrace filmed the PK. And we still have to look at the footage and edit the footage and all that shit. But she's got her hand up in the air filming the shit. And Sink scores. I, first, number one, my bad was letting her film a Sinclair PK. Because as soon as Sink takes, touches the ball, she Thrace knows that the ball is in the net. And starts jumping. So this footage is going to be unusable. I already know this. But I'm half tempted to just post it raw. So that you guys can see the like utter joy in her hand of like... Sinclair just scored a PK in the opening match of the Women's World Cup in Canada, and I'm here to see it live. I think it adds to, like, the cinema verite of it all. It's a really great moment, and I think the <laughs> bouncing up and down and the cheering, it's all just raw and true. It and is raw emotional. and true. So, Sink scores goal in the 92nd minute of the home opener. Crowd goes wild. Crowd went crazy. Like, we're all, we've all been standing in the sun more than 92 minutes. Like, we went inside the stadium at, like, 2.15 p.m. The match was at 4. We saw Tegan and Sarah at, like, 3.45. Yeah. You know, like, all all of this stuff is happening. And Sink places a PK perfectly. And the crowd just explodes. Everybody's just like, Canada just won the World Cup. And it just made me so excited for the rest of our month. Yeah. Like, what a way to kick off our month. A whole month of this, I might explode. A whole month of this, and I might not ever go back to work. It's only going to get worse because tomorrow, which will probably be today that you're listening to this, the United States opens Group D against Australia and Winnipeg. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Are you nervous? Um, I'm, I'm nervous only because... Australia has the potential to be really good. Yeah, they have the potential, but will they? I don't think so. In my heart of hearts, I think the U.S. is going to win three to nothing. I think even if Australia is really good, if the United States is anything better than medium, they're going to win. Yeah, I think I think Carly Lloyd is zoned in. I think she's going to get the opener. Um, I think Abby will get a goal, and then I think a rod. I'll get a goal. Oh. Those are my three. I'd enjoy A-Rod getting a goal. Yeah, I think I think those three are going to score 
I don't see our back line, our current back line, giving up a goal. If we have Krieger, Sauerbrunn, Johnston, and Klingenberg on the back line, I don't see us giving up a goal to Australia. Oh. I don't see Lisa Devanna outdoing Klingenberg. I could. I could see Lisa Devanna torching Megan Klingenberg. I like Kling as a person, but... I think she's too smart. Oh, I don't know. I, I think Devanna relies too much on physical side of the game. I think Klingenberg is much more of a mental I player think... and is reading that shit. Well, it's not like she's Kalupni. Kalupni would get burned. Yeah. Kalupni has been burned. Yeah. I would just be more comfortable matching Kelly O'Hara on that side with some of the faster Australian players. I don't know if it'll be Devanna on the right. I see her as more of a central striker. Mm hmm. But if they have, like, Sam Kerr in there... Oh, fuck. I forgot about Sam Kerr. <laughs> Shit. Now how do you feel about Kling on the left? <sighs> I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. And Krieger's lost a step. A little bit, yeah. Like, Krieger just isn't quite as fast as she was in 2011, 2012. Well, 2011. Yeah. She's not quite as fast, but she's smarter. And so it's, it's a situation where... Australia would have to be really, really good and or have to have a really good opportunity to be able to score. Mm -hmm. I also think Solo's actually on her game quite well. Granted, they haven't really been challenged recently. No. What's, what's your score prediction for tomorrow? I think I'm going to say 3-1 to the United States. I think maybe it'll go 1-1 or something. Australia, Australia will pick one up and the United States will go, hell no. Oh, shit, no. That's not how this is going to happen, guys. Like like they did against France in the Olympics? Yeah. And that opener? Yeah, and they'll wind it back up and pick up some points. Abby will put them in a huddle and be like, Oh, we could do this. Oh. And smash a beer us. can against her forehead. And then, like, staple her head with a staple, yeah. staple yeah. gun. Yeah, because the beer can, like, cut, cut through it her open. skin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could see it happening that way. People keep saying Group D is the group of death, but it's only the group of death if the United States is off their game. Which, to be fair, is not the worst prediction to make. It's plausible. Yeah. Let's see how they come out. I mean, the United States in recent history have not been good at stepping up in that first match. This is actually a really big match for the U.S. Yeah, it's a World Cup game. But Australia is like a really good opponent. It's not like what we saw today with Germany. Yeah, it's not going to be a 10-0 blowout. Yeah. But I I still expect the United States to win. That's not saying I think they will. It's an expectation that I have of a team if they're going to be a true contender for the World Cup. No maybes. It's, it's an expectation all American fans should have of this team. Yeah. Yeah, and I would love to see the U.S. beat Australia. Yeah, which is why, which is why I'm going to be watching it in a pub, probably drinking snake bites. Well, that's it for tonight. We're going to be doing more of these quick hits throughout the tournament. These are these are our hot takes. Hot takes. Our 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 night before the match. Hot takes. Although well, you'll probably hear this in the morning. Yeah, you'll hear this in the morning. But just think of us the night before a match. Sitting in our house, getting boozy on Canadian whiskey, Cuban rum. Pims and Molson. Pims and Molson. You got a case of Molson. Yeah. Got a fucking case. So, uh, a little tidbit. 
Today we went, our, our house of six people, six adults, we went to the liquor store. We spent close to $300 at the liquor store, six people. Went grocery shopping, $150. Priorities set. Alcohol tends to be more expensive than food in general. It it does, but don't justify it. We might be doing some meetups at some point in Vancouver because we're here for most of the month. We got to figure out what bars uh, would be good for meetups. But if you're coming to Vancouver, um, let us know and we can we can try to organize this stuff. We're also going to be blogging. Yep, from twodrunkfans.com. Uh, we'll have separate blogs with separate goals. We're not sh talking about it. So we'll just see what each other put up there. And yeah, it'll be a surprise. It'll be a surprise for all of us. We literally live in the same house right now, but we're not going to communicate about this. No, I communicate. What's fun is I communicate to her through Twitter, and then she comes and finds me and talks to me in person. So it's actually a little bit opposite of what you would expect between the two of us. Because I just yell at her in all caps on Twitter. But I'm out of booze at this point. Yeah. And it's only 11.15, so I'm thinking I need to go refill. I'm thinking I need to go to bed because tomorrow's a big day. <sighs> I got breakfast duty in the morning. Big fucking day. Making steak and eggs and bacon and potatoes yeah. and We're gonna all that shit. We're going to load up on energy. Big fucking day. Big fucking day. See you all there.